If you've ever wondered what would happen if three friends, a firefighter, a lawyer, and a chaplain, got together to talk about the joys and challenges of raising their kids, well, wonder no more. Welcome to the Three Men and Their Babies podcast. Marcus Landsberg. I have two kids, a boy who's six years old and another boy who's six months. My name is James Duggins. I have two daughters. One is three. One is one month old. This is Anthony Solano, and I'm a proud father of a two and a half year old daughter. And this morning, Hawaiian officials say they're determined to make sure that the false alarm that sent the entire state into panic never happens again. Yeah, for 38 minutes yesterday, people feared that there was a missile flying through the air and about to hit Hawaii. And this is a warning that was sent to people's phones. They showed up on their TVs. They played on the radio stations across the state. State officials say all of this panic was caused by someone hitting the wrong button. And a federal investigation is now going to begin to figure out how one incident could cause this many problems. So, guys... On January 13th, 2018, all three of us got a text that said, Ballistic Missile Threat, inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter, this is not a drill. Now, for me at the time, I was living in California. You got the text in California? I got the text in California because I still have a Hawaii number. Okay. Both... My wife and I got the text, but we got it after we found out it was a false alarm. Well, useful warning when you get it after the missile strikes. Great. Right. Exactly. But what I want to know is, you two, you're still in Hawaii. Yes. You get this text. Yes. At 8.07 a.m. on the morning of January 13th, 2018. What goes through your mind and how do you react to this? You go first, James. Yeah, I actually remember it quite vividly, actually. I was still asleep. I uh, was coming off duty the night prior. I think we had a busy night, so I was still sleeping. And I was living in my condo in Kalihi at the time. We hadn't moved up the hill yet. And uh, so Tasha, my wife kind of peeks her head in and says, James, there's something's going on. There's a, there's like a missile threat or something. And I was looking at her. I kind of just groggily looking at her. I'm like, she is a little early to be pulling a fast one on me, you know? And she had that kind of look of, she's like more mortally terrified of like cockroaches. So she had that, like, I just saw the world's largest cockroach look in her eyes. So I knew something was up, popped up, went and found my phone and kind of read that message. And it's like, Oh, Wow. Um, having actually followed the news, cause apparently Kim Jong-un is my great uncle or something. Um, really? No, <laughs> but I, I tell people I'm North Korean, but I can't, I can't hold that light too long. I, uh, went downstairs. I grabbed my Korean mother cause she lived on the first floor of the building of the condo that we lived in at the time. And she's just bumbling about like my mom always does. I'm like, mom, let's go. And I had to like kind of drag her up the stairs or the elevator. And I was like, I'm going to prepare. I, you know, I have like mild prepping, mild prepper, 
preparations, I guess. So kind of had everything in this closet anyways. And I, I was trying to figure out like where, okay, board the windows. What would be the safest place to avoid dust, you know, and radioactive dust. So we went into the walk-in closet and I grabbed a blanket and I threw it over my family, grabbed the firearm, tucked it in there just in case. Wow. And wow. waited. Like you I, I went just outside and locked the door from the outside. No, just just deadbolt, close the windows. I just figured if there was a blast, I have to watch out for the glass. And I think my concern was trying to minimize contact with any sort of um, dust, you know, radioactive dust. So I was like, okay, where could we be to filter that as best as possible? Because where we're at in the building, if the blast wasn't too close, we might have not been incinerated because we have a pretty, we had a pretty, like a CMU concrete building. What city Um, were you in? Kalihi. Okay. So and most Sunny, likely would have been. Sunny is born at this point. Yeah, she's how yeah. old? I don't remember. A year, two years. He I doesn't don't, know I don't, the age of his kid. I don't. I don't. Wow. I really don't. I'm really don't bad at like specific questions. details. Yeah, and it was kind of. Yeah, she's young. She's young. She's young, and so we sat huddled in our closet with a giant blanket over our head, waiting. And then oh making phone gosh. calls. And then I was getting phone calls from friends that were like, thought that I had some inside scoop. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I was just like, dude, just get inside, protect yourself, get away from the windows, stay low, get, lay in your bathtub or something that's like shielded. You know, think of, you know, I was just trying to think, okay, what have I seen in movies and my occasional reading on what would happen if, you know, which in the grand scheme probably wouldn't have done nothing because we were definitely within the <laughs> liquefied zone, anyways. And then, right. uh, we pondered that for a while, you know, almost really, would we have rather a just gone instantly or, you know, suffered and, and tried to survive, you know, as one of those oof questions. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, that was about it. I'm really thankful so that it was a closet, false alarm. And how do you find out that it's a false alarm? Tweets, I think tweets or text started floating around. So you just then, slowly like, kind of just <laughs> opened the door uh, and <laughs> emerged. Well, it didn't, it was a weird, it's a weird walk-in closet that it didn't have a door. It was just the most protected in the central part of my apartment unit at the time with no windows near. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of poked my head around the corner. I was like, huh, let me turn the TV on, you know, and it started having the, this is a false alarm and all the alerts were going off. And I was like, Ooh, all right. Well, that was, and somebody is okay, getting huh? yelled at by his boss and, <laughs> Ege is still trying to figure out what his Twitter password is so he can resolve it. Yeah, I don't even. So, (laughs) God, I was sleeping through it. I didn't even hear the alarm. But when I woke up, I normally check my phone first, right? Yeah. So I look at my phone and it says, uh, "This is not a drill," and that's the part that freaked me out. Yeah. Sure. So I run downstairs. They're having the time of their life because it's a normal morning for them. And I said, all right, everyone's got to get in the bathroom because we have a downstairs bathroom, cinder block walls. You know, there's a small window, but I'm not too worried about that. There's a toilet in there. I had my bucket. Uh, It's not far. It's off the kitchen. It's ground floor. It's the best place we have. I don't want to be outside. I want to be there. Like everyone get in the bathroom. Go, 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 go. They're like, dad, I want to play. And my wife's like, what are you talking about? Shut up. So I'm like, well. If you guys don't want to do it, you're on your own. So I jump on my computer and I start uh, messing around, looking around to figure out what's going on. And I tried to figure out first uh, where the missile would hit. And I did a bunch of math. And I think we figured out I we live far enough away that we might get like distance and stuff, but they would probably go for Pearl City. 
Mm. And if oh, it yeah. went, rather than yeah. downtown, because there's nothing in downtown to hit, right? So if they hit Pearl City, we'd probably get a little bit extra time. Um, so I figured, all right, I'll, we'll just wait and figure out what's going on because they're not listening to me anyway. And then by that time, I think Tulsi had said um, it's fake already. And people were mm. sharing that, I think, when Tulsi said it. So, um, yeah, Tulsi we didn't was do the too much different. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi yeah. Gabbard. Well, we're on a yeah. first name basis. Me, yeah, Tulsi, yeah, yeah. and then um, she follows me on Twitter. And Gabs. And, uh, you know, the what's his name? Assad. And then Kim Jong, she knows all those people. So I figured she knew first. Right. So she told all of us it, it wasn't real. And then I said, don't worry about it. It's not a real alarm. And they're like, why do you keep bothering us? We're just playing. We're having a good time. Mm. Wow. Man. But, but that this is not a drill was sort of a, a real odd thing to put on the end of what they used for the drill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the one that freaked me out. Yeah. Oh, my gut my gut dropped when I read that. I was like, oh wow. Man. Well, thank you guys for sharing that story. I mean, those stories, because I mean that was a full thirty-eight minutes of I just couldn't even imagine. And of course, you know, we were thinking about you guys and I mean having found out after the fact that it was a false alarm, we called a bunch of our friends to see how people were doing. And it was just like, uh, I mean, the stress and just everything that people went through was very palpable. It was just sounded like such a terrifying situation. So thank God it was a false alarm. And thankfully you guys are, you guys are all right. And you did what you had to do. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, man. You bet. Three men. Three men and their babies, yeah. Yeah.